Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 399 recorded. Well, it doesn't really matter when it's recorded. It just matters when it finds its way into your ear holes. On tonight's episode with special guest Joshua, the Mario and Rabbids guru Taylor, we talk, well, all things Mario and Rabbids because the game just came out and Josh is here. Jesse, cue the music. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Nintendo Dads episode 399, as Justin just said. Thanks for stopping by, and welcome to the Nintendo Dads, as I said. <laughs> Jesse, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah, I'll uh, yeah do a more in-depth story with when we record the next episode, uh, so I'll keep this one short. But uh, it's it's been a week, and uh, I'm glad we have a, I have tomorrow off, and uh, looking forward to next week. <laughs> nice very cool how about you justin how are you doing guys i'm excited like i'm really excited so right now when we're recording this it's like one week until we're literally together in the same space touching each other having beers having drinks <laughs> we'll have gone to the nintendo store marty will have seen the bright lights of new york and not known what to do we'll have eaten some great pizza i'm so excited but when you're recording this or when you're listening, this probably will be like, it's just three days away. So time is a flat circle. It's really confusing, but I'm excited to be here. And man, am I excited to talk Mario and Rabbids with Josh because spoiler alert, I'm playing a lot of it and I don't mean to be giving it away. I absolutely love it. But Tim, <laughs> how right. are you? I am doing great. As usual, I'm happy to talk to video games with you guys and take my mind off craziness that is called life. Uh, but speaking of Marty first, Unfortunately, he can't be here because he's still sore about losing the Super Mario versus Mar Metroid Prime debate that we had back with Nintendo Nostalgia in 2020. Do you remember that, Josh? <laughs> Speaking of Josh, welcome, Josh. How are you? I was beside of Metroid Prime. Yes. Just fine today. Just fine today. Yeah, I've been uh, kind of busy myself. We actually just started back up Nintendo Nostalgia yesterday. Well, yeah, yesterday. We recorded an episode. It was the first one in Woo! months, probably like eight months. Yes. Um, That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, taking quite a break on that. So, yeah, and it's it's actually, this is late for me. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good for it being the time it is. I, I, I took a good nap before getting started. So. You know, a good Ready nap go. is sometimes all you need. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I here's the thing about a good nap. A good nap can go one of two ways. Do you know what I mean? A good nap. You can wake yeah. up, refresh. Boom. I'm ready to tackle the world. Let's go. If you let that good nap slip for an extra five or 10 minutes, you could be down for the count. You know what I mean? And now you you're waking up that yeah. You're That's waking up even angrier. the ladder for me. <laughs> Definitely yeah. need to find that sweet spot when it comes to naps. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's jump onto the news, shall we? Sure, do it. The news is brought to our wonderful people at patreon.com slash Nintendo dads. Huge thanks to our newest Patreons out there. If we have any, <laughs> we've been, <laughs> and we've gotten everybody who's joining us or listening to us, but uh, thanks to our Patreons who are out there, who give us a little bit of their money to help us do our thing, especially since we're now able to go to New York and hang out together in a week from today, which Justin is so excited about touching each very, other about very so. much. <laughs> That was my wife, by the way, if you heard. What? I didn't hear that in the background. <laughs> what? I stand by my claim. New York City. 
York. <laughs> I'm not allowed to go to New York now. All right. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk headlines. Basically, Mario and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope does well in the eShop at number is at number one, and it does well in the UK charts. It hit number one, like I said, in the eShop and number three overall in the first week in the UK. So after number one, FIFA 23, number two, Gotham Knights, we get number three, Mario and Rabbit, Sparks of Hope. So um, what do you guys think that does for Nintendo on this game? Is it just as hot as it was when the first game came out? What do you guys think? I, I think from a from a rankings perspective, I think Mario and Rabbids at this point, you know, when you, you know, pull your go go in the way back machine here, folks. The original Mario and Rabbids came out in August of 2017. The Nintendo Switch had just came on the market. Uh, we had seen this game announced at E3, and people were like, well, this sounds like the worst idea. Why does Mario have a gun? Those minions are annoying, and I don't like Ubisoft. Right. And what we heard from like the audience and people who reviewed it were like, oh, no, it's it's actually really good and you should probably play it. And Marion Rabbids Kingdom Battle was kind of like this game that like nobody ever like if you played it, you got it. You're like, totally. Yes. Awesome. But nobody would like a lot of people didn't give it the, the time of day that it really deserves. Um, and I think it's just such an amazing game. So when it came in, when, when we're looking at these positionings here, right, coming in number three, I don't think that's shocking. It's it, and at this point is a known quantity, right? It's a sequel to a really game that did incredibly well. By the way, people want Mario games, like so that's a killer combination right there, right? And, and so I think I, I'm not shocked it landed where it is. And the review scores did not help as well. I think on the Metacritic overall, it's like a night, like I don't between 80 and I think it's 85 and 90 on the Metacritic. So overall, like an and IGN and all these other sites gave it a really score, good score. I'm not shocked by this at all. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, of course. I, I'll, I'll try not to have too much of a, a biased answer. You know, I, I legitimately <laughs> think it's a great game. Um, I think yeah, Sparks of Hope improved on Kingdom Battle in its own ways. It's sort of an evolution. So it's, it's it's different in its own ways as well. It, it's it's a it's a great sequel, but it's also not like uh, it's not like going from Super Mario Brothers to to what we call Lost Levels. It's a little bit. It feels like a slightly different game, just the way it's set up. It's one of those things you sort of have to try, though. Um, you almost don't even have to start with Kingdom Battle if you haven't played it before. Okay. Yep. And speaking of this, uh, the first game, it reached 10 million unique players since it launched in August 2017. This is something that uh, Ubisoft reported back in August. You probably know, Josh, but um, but it's uh, which is up from 7.5 million. That was uh, reported back in June. So do you think it's going to beat those numbers or exceed it in like tenfold or maybe not that much, but twofold? (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think? I personally personally think it can. Um, Right now, when the first one came out, the Switch was, uh, what, mm, six months old, maybe something like that, roughly. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And since then, there's been several more million Switches like sold. So I would I would assume going off of that alone, and the fact that it's already hit like number one in the uh, U.S. and the uh, European shops, I, I'm betting to that it will it will it will eventually surpass it. Sorry, I cannot speak. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Jesse. Your thoughts on this? Yeah, it, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the uh, numbers look like when when Nintendo publishes units sold. Um, 
the we're not going to hear about this with the upcoming quarter. Uh, I think that might, might actually be next week. Uh, so we won't he- actually hear numbers until uh, like February. Would it be in Nintendo's numbers? I thought because it was Ubisoft that it would. They they'll still share third parties games if they, uh, well, th- it depends. It depends on the game. They don't, I guess they don't always, but if it's a million seller third, even with a third party, they sometimes will say, I hope they say, right. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they say something about it, right? Because it is their IP. And, and I think they do want to, anytime they can promote and, and celebrate their IP that's doing successful, they're going to do it. So right? it may and not they, be on the chart that they do, but it would be like a, there, it, may be a, it, may be a foot, it may be a footnote somewhere, right? Okay. Or, or yeah, some other like, okay. you know, uh, Nintendo cross media, right? And so you might see like, I don't know, an update on the Universal Studios, you know, people who've gone through and money made there. And then you may see something on the movie and then you may see something on, on this collaboration. Right. So you, you may see it there. Gotcha. Any other thoughts on that hot topic there uh, and how well it's been doing since this Mario and Rabbids is our topic this evening. I'm kind of surprised to see persona not higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I actually just looking at this list too, the UK charts, um last week apparently uh, apparently mario kart 8 deluxe was number two and dropped down to number four mario kart 8 deluxe yeah <laughs> still on the list number four because of mario and rabbits and those other two games that came out that's crazy so and then splatoon 3 is in there it dropped from four to seven and then nintendo switch sports dropped from five to nine and then animal crossing new horizons still there holding at 10 hmm. so. and for those who can't see the list, this isn't just of Nintendo games. This is of all games in right. UK. So yes. like, this, like FIFA and Gotham Knights are one and two. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, and then sprinkled in are all these other games. So like we mentioned, Persona 5, that's number six on this list. And the, and the Plague Tale is on here too for number five. So lots of good stuff. Look up the UK charts, check it out, and let us know your thoughts on where this is and what you think. Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle is going to fall. And we're not done talking about that. We're going to go right into let's discuss and talk about this game with Josh. Josh, as was mentioned at the beginning of the show, you are the Mario Rabbids guru, right? So (laughs) because the reason why we call that is because you're an admin and community leader for the Mario Rabbids Discord. And also you do the community manager stuff for the Nintendo Nostalgia. So give us a little bit of a background there and how you ended up in that role, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's it's sort of a long story. I, I guess the first time we really had contact with, with Ubisoft was uh, back in December of 2017, I think, when they first came out with the versus mode for Kingdom Battle. And they had a contest where, I can't remember the exact rules, but basically you had to take a picture of who you enjoy playing versus mode with or something along those lines and i took a sort of a funny picture wish i had it with me of my wife and i because we've played versus on that game a lot like even in recent times we'll go back to it we played countless matches on there and uh and she's not the biggest gamer but like there's certain things like that splatoon that just sort of click uh but yeah i I took a funny picture of us sending it to them and we were one of the winners and they sent me a few things um 
and then I just sort of continued to keep up with them through Twitter and things like that. Nothing like super extravagant. They were continuing to do like another contest for the competition for uh, people to go to like the studios and then eventually go to Gamescom for the finale. And I never did get to any of the studios then. So I was kind of disappointed about that. But then uh, they messaged me one day and, and just pretty much tells me, hey, quit trying to sign up for the contest. We're sending you to Gamescom anyway. I was like, you're going to go as a community leader. So they <laughs> sent me as that. And I got to compete anyway. And I made it to like the semifinals. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of where that started. And since nice. that trip in 20, that was 2019. I'm getting my years wrong. Well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> in 2019, um, it, it came to that. And I've just sort of kept up with that group since then. We've we've kind of got a, a fairly tight-knit group of, I want to say like 10. There's it, It's a rough number, but of just community people um, from all over different parts of the world that a lot of them I met there or I met um, on, on my other trip I'll mention um, and things like that. It's, it's really just a cool little community to be a part of. And, and the people that are officially an Ubisoft that, you know, kind of talk to us on the regular on and off. That's awesome. So, so let me, let me ask you this. So, I mean, it, it, so it, it sounds like it, it really germinated with kind of this like Twitter contest and you playing Mario and Rabbids kingdom battle when you picked, like, were you, you know, when Mario and Rabbids, let's, so let's again, way back machine, let's pull it back to 2017 kingdom battles announced um, you know, you see the reaction. Are you instantly interested in the game? Or are you like, oh, you know, kind of like the rest of us? Oh, that's an interesting idea. Um, and then yeah. like, what was your experience with that? Like, did you know, were you did you just kind of fall in love with the game, or was it just kind of like this happenstance of like, oh, I'll also enter a contest. I kind of like the game, and now like for the last five years, it sounds like it's been your life. Like, how did this, how did this come to fruition? Uh, it's kind of weird. Like when it first got announced and unfortunately there was all those leaks and everything like that, even before that, um, I really wasn't sure. Like I've, I've loved Mario since like day one, you know, I'm, I'm 33. My first game that I remember playing was super Mario world. And if Mario's name is on it, I'm still like a sucker for whatever it may be. Even if it's just kind of something, not, not all that great. I still kind of want it. Um, and, uh, you know, I played a little bit of the rabbits games before that, you know, it wasn't something I'd like played i didn't play every one of them or anything like that there, there was fine fun little mini game collections on the wii and things um so i just i really didn't know what to think at the time um and i'm not the biggest like rpg or strategy person necessarily all the time certain ones click with me but they really do but it's just not something i chase after um but it's like once i saw it like on stage and saw davide's reaction to the whole thing and I, I saw Grant Kirkhope was part of it, who I've just always been a fan of since the Banjo-Kazooie days. Um, things like that just kind of started adding up. And I, I eventually just decided to give it a chance, um, even with it being a little outside of the norm or even outside of the normal genre, so to speak, for me. And then and then when you finally gave it a chance, was it like an instant, like, oh, I fell in love with it? Or, or was it kind of like one of the games I played in the pile of games and I'm off to something else? Like, what was that like for you? <laughs> I, it, it clicked pretty quick with me. Um, I, I do remember it took me a little bit to, I can't remember what came out in between then and there. It did take me a little bit to get through it. I feel like it took me a couple months, um, which is kind of funny for me to think back to with all I've been involved with now. But sure. um, it was just sort of that type of game for me. It takes me a little while, or, or at least at the time, to, to dig into properly. But um yeah, I mean, from what I remember, it, it clicked pretty quick with me. I mean, I, I would still say even after 
um, a ton of time into that one and a good bit of time into Sparks of Hope. I still don't think I'm like the most talented, you know, player at the game necessarily. I might have a lot of passion and everything else around it. Um, so, you know, I, I still struggle at, at times with it, but, and I, I, I did eventually fall in love with it, so to speak. Yeah. What is it about the, about the game specifically, or, or I'm, maybe it's, maybe it's not the game, right? Cause I think we are dealing with two different games here, right? Kingdom Battle and Sparks of Hope. But yeah. what is it about the, maybe the, I'm going to use the word, I guess the franchise here that, that draws you to it so much. Um, I, first and foremost, to be honest, it sounds sort of, uh, sort of a vain thing to draw you in but was, was mario i mean so there was that um I, i've never had like i know some people kind of get like annoyed with like you know rabbits and, and even to throw the minions and things like that in there that stuff just doesn't really bother me mm-hmm. I, I don't know i can usually handle it okay um but like really getting into the more i played that game really the first cut scene or, or two i feel like the characters in it like the characterization i don't know what the word would properly be i just like how they pulled it off it's it's silly it's not like super annoying or anything to me you know it's just it's sort of like watching a cartoon um a lot of that sort of thing just made me want to keep going like it it made me smile kind of like how i felt granted mario odyssey is like in my favorite genre of games but how that game kind of makes you feel like when uh i remember going to the the part where Pauline is singing and Mario's dancing and all that. It's, you know, it's, it's no big major gameplay moment. It's just kind of makes me smile, you know? Yeah. So That's stuff great. like that kind of kept me going. Yeah. Very cool. I was just, I was just, I was just curious. Cause it's, it's such a, it's not a niche title, but it's, it's, you know, if someone's like, I, you know, I love call of duty. It's like, well, that annualizes. <laughs> so you're there every single year, but you're like, like, you, you've had two games in five years, right? So there's yeah. a there's a there's a lot of time to invest in these two games and to build really kind of this experience and this this brand and this community around it. Uh, it's really interesting to kind of understand that a little bit. Just I was curious about how it hit with you. So uh, I know Tim, you've got a list of questions here as well. But uh, thanks for that, Josh. No, it's okay. Uh, I was actually going to ask you. It's um, for someone like me who's interested in it but hasn't played it um what's your elevator pitch to people like me who who may be interested or maybe were on the fence like you were you know because of the genre or whatever whatever the case may be yeah. just hasn't played it yet what's your elevator pitch for them gosh I've, I've sort of thought about this before and i think it very much just depends on who who i'd be talking to you know for for someone like myself i mean of course as a longtime nintendo fan it would be the mario aspect of it um that's that's sort of the gateway and um, if you're any sort of strategy fan or, or if you're not really, it's, it sort of has that thing where if you're new to that genre, I feel like it's, it's fairly easy to figure out, but then there is plenty of challenges. Trust me later on in the game that you need to know what you're doing. Um, you straight up need to need to know, you need to understand about everything you can about it to get through it. Um, so I, it's just one of those things. I feel like you, you have to give a shot with kingdom battle in particular. I know nowadays too, one little extra thing to throw in there is you can usually find it on a pretty good sale. Um, a lot of times you can, you can find it really cheap on the eShop. I think physically, sometimes it's usually, uh, I think it's a, what is it? Probably like a 1999 game. I believe at this point, most of the time. So that alone, I think is a sort of a, Hey, look, it doesn't cost you that much. It's got a decent bit of content to it. You know, uh, yeah, I mean that's about it. There's, it's really hard to compare to anything else. That, that's one thing um, I would 
I would do with something like a like a Mario Odyssey or something. I, I would, you know, <laughs> hey, you like Mario 64? You're going to love this kind of deal. But this one's really hard to, to call that out I, I, unless you played like XCOM or something, which I didn't play until after Kingdom Battle. Yeah. Okay. So I think the thing that, that interests me the most about this game, right, uh, about just the franchise in general, is you think of how um stringent i'm going to say nintendo is with their ip right they understand the value of their ip they understand the importance of their characters mm-hmm. right and they are and like they don't devalue that right like you can't find mario oh. odyssey on sale for you maybe for five dollars off but it ain't going to be a deep cut yeah. right and they have like very strict guidelines and, and regiments and, and requirements for for ubisoft and and, and um uh Davitali to to be able to to say here's an idea that is kind of against the the nomenclature of Nintendo right Mario has got a gun and we're going to put them together with the, with with the rabbits in the Mario universe right this kind of weird collaboration and by the way knowing how Nintendo is there has to be certain constraints in that right Nintendo yeah. is very specific and to then create this thing that you're like, oh, this is really good. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like it's, it's almost you know it kind of reminds me of like you know if you if you follow the 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 Marvel Studios, this is the multiverse, right? And in yeah. this version of the multiverse, Mario has a gun and Mario can shoot things, right? And you're like, oh, right. So, but it still plays in that idea. I think it's fascinating to see that collaboration and then to be like. This is a developer who wasn't Nintendo, right? I mean, they took the IP and did an amazing job with it, right? Yeah. And um, I think that's pretty cool. Oh, for sure. It, it's still one of those things. I mean, it's five years after Kingdom Battle's been out, and it's still just odd to think about the fact that they even got away with it, to be honest to me, because I know how Nintendo can be with that sort of thing. And I've, I've heard Davide tell some stories about that, and I think, you know, of course, he was just as nervous about it as well. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's I, I, something else about that is just I love to see how much of a I, I feel like it's sort of a success story where they got to work on Mario of all things and and it worked. You know, Nintendo let it happen and it and it worked. So yeah. So you got to meet him and uh, especially at the workshop sounds like in Paris, right? So Davide yeah. specifically. Yes. Yeah, okay. Not 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 Mario. He was not Mario. There, sorry. Imagine, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so. <laughs> What was that? What was what was that like meeting him in the workshop itself? What did you? What kind of details can you share about what happened there when you went to the workshop in Paris? Um. So with with meeting him specifically, like uh, as soon as we went into basically the room where we were going to be doing our our work, <laughs> playing an early version of the game, um, he was in there already with a couple other people, and a couple of us brought a little something, just saying, "Hey, it's great to meet you," and that sort of thing. Um, I brought him something from West Virginia and all this. Somebody had brought him some snacks and he was just super, super nice to everybody. Like he was really, I don't feel like he was acting like he was someone like high up and he knew it. You know what I mean? Like he was just sort of there. He was very appreciative of everything, um, but he was just, he was a a, a person. He was a human. (laughs) You know what I mean? He he didn't feel like, uh, I don't don't even mean this. uh, Maybe I shouldn't make that comparison. (laughs) If, um, just a lot of times if someone's in that position, I feel like they're not that that easy to just walk up to and speak to. He's not intimidating to speak with. Um, and outside of that, like he was in the room with us pretty much the whole time we were doing our stuff. And if we needed something, if he was nearby, I'd just be like, hey, you know, hey, check this out or whatever. 
or uh, we went to dinner with him uh, and had lunch with him and stuff a couple times. I sat next to him and he was just super chill, easy to talk to, be it nice. about games. Uh, we mentioned Stranger Things, you know, just w- whatever, whatever came up. He was just sort of like one of the group almost, so to speak. Very cool. And that's, uh, I'm having a hard time saying his name. That's why I said just him, but is, is it <laughs> Saliani? Yeah. So I'm from West Virginia, so I know I'm not going to say it right. And I've, <laughs> I've met the man and everything else, but it's the way I pronounce it is it's Davide Soliani. Okay. <laughs> Soliani. Okay. Yeah. It's, okay. Gotcha. All right. Cool. And uh, was anyone, uh, anyone else got to go with you to that trip or is it just you? No, it's the same with Germany. Is unfortunately it was just me. Um, yeah. My wife and daughter had to stay back. I really wish they could have went, but I also understand they couldn't pay for everybody's family to fly over right. and stay and all this other stuff. Um, so it was just me. Um, we kind of understand wife, that. We kind of understand because yeah. <laughs> of going my to wife York, is, we can't take our our family with us either. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's my, my wife's been great about it all. She's let me go. Can you know? I, I, really wish I could take her the next time something like this works out or whatever. Maybe in the future we'll, we'll see where things go, but right. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately it was just me for those, but I was able to meet a lot of, a lot of people I, I didn't know until at least until the Gamescom trip. And I still keep up with a lot of them. It, I mean, I met him again in Paris, but uh, I, you know, regardless outside of that, we were still chit-chatting every once in a while, a couple times a week, we might jump into discord or something like that. So. Very cool. So the build that you saw you saw in July, like where? where so was this your first? This was your first hands-on with it. I assume there'd yeah. been. I think I think by July there had been some trailer leaks, right? It had been leaked for E3, so you knew it was coming. I guess yeah, I'd yeah. say this even before E3. Did you know it was coming? Like, were you were you given a heads up on it, um, or was E3 or when it was officially announced? Was it a surprise to you? And then I guess my question oh. up to that is: Is in July? first time playing it they're doing obviously doing they're doing dedicated focus groups right they're looking for stuff there what are you observing what are your thoughts on it how is it treating you so i went in july of this year and i think it, i believe it was announced in e3 2021 i think mm. uh, if last i remember year. correctly at least last the, year yeah year. um but yeah they they let me they invited me i believe may of this year i think it was may so i had a little bit of a time to prep and things like that. Thankfully this time I already had my passport and things like that. Cause last time it was very, very, very close. Apparently everywhere else, everybody kind of already has passports, but I'm one of the few people from the U S like, I think the only one on that trip. So they're like, Oh wait, you don't have a passport. And you know, I had to rush all that along. Right. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, the build I played in July was a little bit um, earlier, but I mean, I, I can see improvements from then, but other than that, like I, I, I can't go into detail on some of it. <laughs> sure. Yep. That's fine. But, but yeah, it was definitely nice. a, it's definitely improved just even since then. So what kind of sweet swag did you get from going there <laughs> to the various um, things? I'm, I'm trying to think of what, Oh, I grabbed while I was there. There, there was a couple little things, a little notebook we got to keep. I just thought it was neat. Cause it had their logo and all this on it. I, right. I bought some stuff while I was there, like uh, a little, I, I don't have it with me. There was a little rabbit in the airport for my daughter is a little unicorn and a bunch of stuff like that. But nice. then uh, let's see. Oh, oh man, I don't have anything next to me. Uh, Davide <laughs> actually, one of his first games he worked on was uh, um, Rayman on the Game Boy Collar and uh, a Jungle Book game on the Game Boy Collar. And I had my Game Boy 
my original Game Boy Color from when I was a kid with me with a Game Boy camera. And I was able to like take a picture of the Eiffel Tower with it. And there was a picture of me and him on there. And nice. he signed my, my Game Boy Color from my childhood. I thought it was really awesome. He found, he was like, oh, wait, I really want to sign this. Because I mentioned it. I was like, oh, you should sign this too. Because he signed my copy of Kingdom Battle. He was like, somebody go find a marker. And they went downstairs in the studio and all this and found like a special <laughs> marker. And we let it dry out and everything. Nice. So that was really cool. Um, but then, uh, what was it? A couple of days ago, they had informed us all this was coming before. They sent me... <laughs> <laughs> they sent me this box right here. I don't know if it's gonna fit. That's great. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wow. Nice. nice. And it has a bunch of stuff in it. From that little figures. Those which figures also came with great. little rates. Yeah, if you can find these anywhere. Um they also come with little cards in it that give like little skins in the game. It's not the ones they have are like the regular weapons. Yeah. But it does give little special skins to those two characters. So those are cool. Um, and then what else came in here? There's an art book. I w- will not show much of it because there are spoilers in it. Oh. But just to give you a peek at like the first. Here we go. This isn't bad. Nice. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I love art books. Beacon Those are Beach. fun to look at, especially when you're into the game. I like sure. it when I like it when companies like they do a good promo box for a game coming out. This looks like it's a good promo box. They really did. And there's, there's a little. This what one's like teaching? a. Smartphone ring holder thing. Oh, like oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah like I think a... they gave one of those away if you pre-ordered. I think they gave that one away to one of those places. If you yeah, there's a it. there's a yeah. keychain. I think at Best Buy. I think it was okay. Maybe that's uh, and there's one on my Nintendo. I'm I'm getting as well. There's a Europe one in Europe's getting like a tote bag and all this stuff. Yeah, nice. Having that sent by a friend, but I've got all kinds of stuff. Here's one of my favorite pieces. Oh, nice, good stuffy. Who does one of the love sparks. good stuffy? Yeah. Starburst. Awesome. Yeah, I think one of the questions we have is where can we get that plush spark? <laughs> that um, was the game. Yeah, I got the, the steel, steel book. book. Ooh. Yep. Which I'd already pre-ordered at GameStop too, so I've got two copies of this. Nice. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so far, everything that is in here, uh, let's see. Can you the get plushy, that? Can you get that plushie somewhere else? Unfortunately, I imagine they sell it somewhere. Unfortunately, right now, I know of no plans to sell it anywhere. Oh, a lot of wow. the developers got it. A lot of the team and some of the community leaders and things like that got one. Uh, the figures are supposed to be up in you know the normal various places eventually. Yeah, if anyone's listening to this, um, someone find me. If someone can find yeah. me those, those figures, specifically the Mario one, please let me know. DM me because I would. <laughs> yeah, I, I have one from last game that I have on my shelf, and I really want the boxer. So I'm nice. hoping those will turn up a little. You know, easier to find. I feel like the Kingdom Battle ones were a little complicated on and off, and then they kind of they're like everywhere, and so yeah. you just got to hit the right time. Uh, yeah. But the rest of the stuff, really, like the art book, I don't think they're going to sell it anywhere. Um, I will say we are doing a giveaway for one in the U.S. I've got two actually. I've, I've got a one to give away here in the U.S. on our uh, uh, Discord, and there's one going out over in Europe. So. That's great. Awesome. A chance to win one soon. <laughs> there you go. That's but, how you can get that plush. Yeah. You gotta win. Yeah. You gotta win it. Nice. Yep. And I think the keychain is still on my Nintendo, as far as I know. So, okay. Yeah. So. Let's talk. Let's talk uh Sparks out. Right? Let's let's start. now. Obviously, we want to we want to keep spoiler free for those who have not played it or have not got far enough onto it. 
What are your thoughts sure. on Sparks of Hope? How are you feeling about it? How are you feeling in regards to it um, changing from the first game? And maybe for those who didn't play the first game, maybe give a little bit of a, how is it different, right? Why why is Sparks of Hope being so so widely uh, celebrated? Um, I think with Sparks of Hope, or I'm sorry, with Kingdom Battle, actually, um, you know, it was it was a very new thing a new concept a new idea especially for people who just sort of came from being mario fans um it's not not something we'd really seen before uh so they played it a little bit safe i think with like the grid system just made a whole lot of sense um even that the way the levels were laid out it was sort of a one 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 two sort of setup um and some of the puzzles were a little little blockier things like that but with, with Sparks of Hope, I think they got a little more confident and wanted to take was able to take a little more chances. So like with the battle system, obviously, it's a little more if uh, if you've seen it, you already know. But it's just it's a little more open. You can walk around freely um, within a little radius, depending on what character you're using. Um, so that's already a little different for from the grid system, which I think made plenty of sense on its own. It's it's it. I feel like that was really taking sort of a chance to potentially mess up something that worked perfectly great before. But fortunately, I, th- I think it worked out. Um, I think it opens up a lot, it, it really more possibilities on movement and things like that. Um, but one of my favorite improvements to it from Kingdom Battle is the the worlds themselves is just the exploration side of it. So like I mentioned before, with Kingdom Battle, it was a little more blocky. You know, some of the puzzles were like different colored blocks and the, the lands were kind of like squares, you know. Um, it, it was fine for what it was, but now like it's it just feels almost like almost like a 3D platformer type of world without being able to jump around and things like that. But with the way you can move the camera, you know, it's not that constant like sort of top down ish sort of thing. It just feels like you've got a lot of freedom now, um, and they were able to really open things up and try a couple little things here and there. And I think for the most part, a lot of the new stuff works. Um, so I'm glad they. So far, the chances they take seem to seem to mostly pay off. That's great, Tim. Uh, well, we actually around the game we have a question from uh, another question that's from our community, and it's specifically in this realm. What's been your favorite spark to use? <laughs> if you were a spark, what powers would you have? <laughs> For me, I will say I, I chose my favorite spark back in Paris, and I'm played through most of the game now. Um, I had it a little early, um, and I would say it's still Toxic Quake, the big green Nickelodeon slime-looking thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he sends out like a shockwave of of ooze, and he it basically like poisons some of the enemies and things like that. But it's it's like instant you know, damage as it's going out as well. So I just, I think he's really handy, like patch him up with rabid Mario and uh, call a bunch of enemies in and then just, you know, blow them all up with that. Now, nice. if, <laughs> I would say that's my favorite one to use. Um, hmm. The second part to that question, that, that's, that's a good one. I would like to think I wouldn't be that, you know, <laughs> essentially just like farting and poisoning everyone within a mile radius. Right. I mean, that, that could be me, you know, on, on a bad day, that very much could be me. Yes. Um, I, I, had what you a, eat, right? yeah, I had a, I had a deluxe, uh, Taco Bell, whatever meal about right. four hours ago. So, That'll do you it. Know? Uh, yes. Maybe, maybe I am toxic quake. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. That'll do it. You just have to 
that's your power up. Got to eat Taco Bell. <laughs> quick. Nice. Jesse, did you have anything you wanted to ask? Uh, no, I didn't have anything else. That, uh, the, I know we've any got questions, all the questions I had, here. anything that I had, I think is someone else already put it all right. on the sheet. So I don't have any other new questions. What do you, what do you think, you know, Josh, as, as your, you know, one of the things that I've enjoyed the most about Kingdom Battle, and I think what I'm seeing from Sparks of Hope also, Season Pass expansion. I think Kingdom Battle did a fantastic job with their expansion. Of course, big shout out to Donkey Kong because I'm a big Donkey Kong yeah. fan, right, from oh, Kingdom yeah. Battle. What do you, you know, and maybe you know, right, you can't say anything, right? A little tap on the nose is just fine. If you say, like, I can't talk about it, I'm signed NDA, right? Um, what are you hoping to see in in the expansion or season pass as they move forward? Well, I'll say first with Kingdom Battle, um, I'm also a huge Donkey Kong fan from the country days and all of those. Donkey Kong Country 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I love how much it, especially where Grant did the, like the overworld, well, he did a lot of the music in that game. But, and it had that Donkey Kong 64 like motif to it that 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 made me really happy. <laughs> so I'd, I'd personally, outside of what I know or, or highly suspect and things like that. Um, I, I'd love to see maybe a couple things return from Kingdom Battle that uh, that are missing so far, like Yoshi. Because I've always just been a Yoshi fan. There's not really necessarily a big reason. Just since like Super Mario Kart days, just always like to pick Yoshi. So I, I would like to see him return in some form um, and Rabbit Yoshi along with it. Uh, so I want to see things like that, of course. Donkey Kong and Cr uh, Rabbit Cranky, I thought was great. Um, I think they could they could definitely just basically reuse at well not complete assets but basically what they had going there and upgrade it a little bit uh now of course with rayman we already know coming in pack three i, I feel like they have set the expectations quite quite high for the first two packs <laughs> so hmm. I, i'm 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 watching how i how i word things here <laughs> so uh, i'm just expecting go ahead go ahead i was gonna say it's not it's at least it's, hopefully it's not a breath of the wild situation where your first dlc pack was a switch shirt yeah yeah that, <laughs> you know though that I, on that one like it was it was lame but it was so it was so lame it was almost cool <laughs> like it was funny yeah i don't know I, I ran around with it just to be goofy for a while it, it was, it was, it was almost game on a wii u it was almost like it was fourth yeah. wall breaking in a way, you know, because you're wearing a switch shirt in yeah. Zelda in Hyrule. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it was. This doesn't make any sense. It was a little weird. It was a little weird. Uh, hopefully, it's something <laughs> a little different than that. I mean, it, it would be a little fun if they pulled like a hey, the first one is a uh, all the skins are like Ubisoft skins for your weapons. You just get mm. the Ubisoft logo and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you never know. Right. Um, but no, no, I'm, I'm, ex I'm, I'm sort of. I know this sounds like a lot. That the Kingdom Battle had the the one big expansion with Donkey Kong. It was basically like a fifth world. Um, I'm, I'm almost expecting the same thing out of this, but like three times over. Um, mm. To be honest, you know, from what um, from just kind of from what I'm picking up from what they've officially announced, it it almost feels that way. But I could be completely off on that part of it. Um, I will say outside of the paid side, the paid part of it, I personally very much hope that multiplayer returns in some way. 
Um, I, I mostly because me and my wife love playing versus mode more than anything. Co-op's it, pretty good too. It did feel Metal, a bit but, weird that, that wasn't there, right? Because I don't because was it there in the original release or was that a patch in later multiplayer? It came, I think, about three or four months later. I mean, it was it was a free update. Yeah, and yeah, and it it, it wasn't like super super expansive like there's four maps and there's pretty set ways to have your weapon load out and things like that but i think it mostly worked and you, there were still enough ways you can sort of combine teams and loadouts and things like that i think it works perfectly well for the right people um, it works for us so I, I would like to see that come back again um talking some with them and just sort of thinking about it myself i guess uh, i can see where it's a little more difficult just with the way some things are set up with this game um, from what I understand. So it, it's a little more complicated than just sort of like copying and pasting it with the new physics, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also with Kingdom Battle, I know they it was offline only, which for the most part, again, I was fine with. Uh, but a lot of people don't have somebody to play with. And I, I would have loved to play with my friends I met over in Germany and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think they're also at a place where if they add it, they feel like they absolutely have to add online. Or you know, or everybody's gonna throw a fit. So. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I, yeah, it's like this is the and second the online game, has so. to be competent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thankfully, this isn't like a game where it's like Smash Brothers, where like if you hit the A button and there is like a second lag, it absolutely is game breaking. You know. Yeah. This is a little more forgiving, tur- but tur- turn-based games are a little bit nicer with that. Right. Did you have an overall favorite character you like using? Yeah, so it especially in Kingdom Battle, and it's mostly carried over to this. However, I do see myself switching out a lot more in Sparks of Hope. Um, I don't, I don't know if I've just sort of gotten a little more well-rounded myself or or what it is, but uh, uh, Rabid Mario is definitely the one I use the most. Um, and versus, I, I remember my team at the competition. We had to pick our our team before and our loadouts and things like that was rabid mario and rabid peach because i pretty much always had her for somebody to heal and yoshi because he was yoshi <laughs> so <laughs> yeah there's no tactic so, yeah. it just had to be yoshi <laughs> yeah I, I i tend to take sort of a a glass cannon approach i guess is what you would call it you know get rabid mario in there pull everybody in as close as you can and just beat the snot out of them and hope you kill a couple <laughs> before they can attack you back and they've changed in this this time to being much a brawler, more close ranged uh, attack uh, from what I'm seeing with them as well. Mar, uh, Robin Mario. Yeah, they took that close range from that game and made it even more close. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's yeah, he's all fist. Yeah, you were talking about a couple moments ago uh, the verses, right? And and so uh, Ubisoft did send you over to Gamescom in 2019. Tell us about that experience. What were you do- like? What was it you did there exactly? Uh, in, in the and the you said it was like the versus tournament stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I I technically went. Me and one other guy, his name Sam, um, went as community leaders, so to speak. And but they let us participate in the competition as well. Um, we sort of got the, I guess, the cheap way, and we just got straight to the fina- or the finals. Uh, but yeah, I went up. I, I only really played two rounds on the stage there, but. Um, me and him played and I beat him the first round, the second match. I, I, I blew it. Like I, I, I shot, I shot my strongest dude out there through a pipe and just like, I, uh, I took a chance and it didn't work out and I lost rabid Mario in like two turns and it was just all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, basically I got to go 
um, I'm trying to remember how many days that was. We were there several days during Gamescom. Like, I think the first day we were there was just like journalists, uh, you know, developers mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So it was it was pretty easy going. And we just got to go run around and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And then like the public, we got to go in early the other days, but the public came in and it goes absolutely bananas. Um, but there was just, it was sort of unlike anything else I'd ever been at. Um, minus the fact that I'd never been out of the country until then as well. Uh, so I'd always wanted to go to like E3 growing up, uh, seeing it in Nintendo Power and then seeing it in uh, things like, oh, I don't know, like IGN or things like that would have showed it way back then. I didn't really have the, I can't think of the name of it. It just died again, unfortunately. Game the one game channel or, that was on. Oh, oh, G4. Yeah, G4. Um, I had a friend that had it. Sometimes I'd catch things on there. Uh, it was just something I always wanted to go see. And it really felt a lot like that experience I've, I've kind of always wanted just to be in this big, crazy place with a bunch of different games and different fans and things like that. I remember when I got there, uh, they took us over to the Ubisoft stage. Uh, I, I didn't play until day two, I think. So we were just kind of off doing our own thing. Some of us were getting in groups and would go hang around. One of us went over to Stadia, had a big thing there, and they let us go. They had a big slide. I'm sorry, I'm getting way off base here. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> but we we're Stadia. Like, uh, He's fine with it. Yeah, we were like, uh, <laughs> we don't really, I think they thought we worked with Ubisoft. <laughs> and they let us like go past the line just to ride the slide like we just went to, to go down this big slide they had set up so <laughs> so we went around to goofy stuff but i remember the first thing i did i broke off on my own for a second and it was like i will be right back and i crossed the there's like a big hallway there's big different rooms at gamescom mm-hmm. and i went and found nintendo's booth like first thing and i remember seeing it crossing that corner and i seriously like teared up <laughs> as soon as i saw that and it, it was great it was great i went back with with some of the friends there and stuff and that's when they had luigi's mansion 3 set up there that's the first time i got to play it nice they had you know they had luigi walking around and things like that taking pictures it was just this big like gaming event sort of thing that i never got to experience before uh link's awakening was there uh i think pokemon sword and shield maybe uh I'm, i might be off on that one something like like that and i think like the olympics games stuff stuff like that was there but nice yeah it it was it was awesome to see that and then walk around and see all the different big statues and all that sort of jazz Um, they just sort of let us go crazy basically uh i broke doom eternal um the demo of it while i was there that was (laughs) fun uh played battle toads with with some guys that was great so it was just a really good time overall yeah, we we are we are waxing a little poetic before we went live about how it is. It is is absolutely one of the craziest places to be. Like it's, uh, I remember having to take like, well, I, I was there as media as well, so that we had like a specific media room we were able to go to that actually like was over yeah. top of kind of some of the other areas, and I kind of like took a, a you know take a half hour break there just to grab some food and to kind of rest. And you're just like, this is crazy. Like it's just, it is it is a it is a mecca of of gaming and and. PR moments and publicity and hands on and it is it's it's absolutely crazy and the whole like the whole city embraces it right like it's it's so crazy it's such a yeah. cool that's I'm so happy you were able to go to that that's a cool experience yeah the whole Cologne there seemed very aware of everything going on you know we had to cross a bridge to get to a hotel and things like that I didn't get to see it as much as I did Paris um, but it it just seemed like there was a lot 
of of us, so to speak, going around. There's and there's a lot of big big game ads. Like I remember a lot of Doom Eternal ads around the city at the time and things like that. Um, so th- so they knew what was going on. Um, but yeah, it was it was very nice. They even had a little. I remember the bridge going across there had like little locks like mm-hmm. all the way across it. Yeah, you, you you've been there, so you know what I'm talking about. So I got yep. to at least kind of make a bought a lock. I did the little touristy thing <laughs> and put my wife and Osman's name on it and got to stick it on there and things like that. It was just, yeah. it was just a really awesome experience that I, I, I don't think I'll ever get over the simple fact that I just was like tweeting about a video game, like something I, I liked. I feel like is what got me there. Is yeah. like, I, how did this, how did this? <laughs> so, yeah, just I could kind of go on and on about that aspect of it. Should you go have uh, some palm frites, right? Palm frites. Or, some what? Uh, well, palm frites, which is which is fries, ketchup, mayo. Oh, palm frites, right? And there's bratwurst, I did not. right? No, okay. I I, I did have worst. some very Germany food, I guess. Yeah, okay. <laughs> German. Um, but yeah, the the biggest thing that I sort of got a laugh out of while I was there was just beer everywhere. Like, yeah, I feel cheaper like than water. Like, cheaper than yeah. water. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's like the joke anyway is like, oh, you know, you're German or whatever. But no, there's like there's beer everywhere. Like I'd walk yeah. in the hotel and there's a guy standing there with a bunch of beer. Just like, hey, want a beer? Like he didn't charge yeah. me. He didn't card me. I was like, I'm from yeah. the U.S. Like I feel like I'm doing something terribly wrong. <laughs> Such, it's so cool. I, I remember literally ordering. We were sitting down with my family ordering dinner one night and we're looking at the the menu. And I was like. The girls, like, can we get a bottle or a glass of water or whatever it was? And the glass of water they were charging like two euros for. And I was like, the beer is a dollar ninety. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what? This is cheaper than that. All right, well, have, have some more beer, I guess. Right. So yeah. that's great. <laughs> whatever. Another round. Yeah. Let's I do want to ask Josh, you know, you're talking about this this kind of idea of community manager, Discord, right? And into your commentary, like this is provides some amazing opportunities, right? And, and there's a set of skills to be a community manager, right? To interface with fans and, and then kind of also be a bit of a spokesperson for an organization or a game and to manage expectations. Has it crossed your mind to look into it as a profession um, with, with gaming? Has it pursued like the idea of like, hey, I see Ubisoft is looking for uh, a community manager or, or whatever, or, or, or are you happy to just kind of be the side hustle? no um so i I guess i'll start with first like with nintendo nostalgia uh, is sort of where i jumped in on that they're like hey yeah i I got to be in friends with jacob and ryan at the time and i actually went to jacob's house and just sat down and we you know we decided hey that they could use some help in this avenue i just thought i'd give it a shot now i'll be completely honest that i'm not even on that show tonight i'm on here saying this i feel like i could do a better job on, on that side of it um you know but I do enjoy it when it works out and when I do put that effort into it. And one thing I really like doing, and I've done it some with the being the uh, one of the two admins on the Mario and Rabbids uh, discord is like making events. I love like making little events, getting everybody to show up. I remember one in particular, we had an animal crossing that really worked out with a bunch of us. Um, We did like a game show thing and all this just really had a great time during the pandemic. Um, That was one of my favorite memories of that. But yeah, with the, (laughs) With the profession side of it, I guess it's a whole can of worms for me. Um, I, I am definitely interested in some sort of 
of, of career in, in, in gaming. I know that sounds, I'm 33 and that still sort of sounds like that goofy, like kid dream thing. You know, he just likes to play video games. Of course, that's what he wants to do. I kind of wish I would have just stuck with that growing up instead of waiting until I was this old to be like, you know, maybe there is some realistic places to reach with this. Right. <laughs> instead yeah. of just like cruising with the, you know, it, it's, you talk to me much you're probably gonna know i'm not a fan of my job so <laughs> but my real job is, is just a government job it's it and I, 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 there's there's no heart there there's no soul it's just it's just a, you know oh well, yeah i kind of feel like i'm two, made two of the three of us are in an it job so we we get it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do i feel like i'm made for more than that it even got me into looking into their other avenues like narrative design um I, I wrote a kid's book there's a group if you know cody christensen um nerdwire um he's yeah. friends with some people that basically can help get that published i'm waiting on that whole process right now nice. so i'm nice. just working on goofy things like that to sort of try to find that something I, i've even here's a piece of it right here <laughs> I made a Mario and Rabbids board game. I tweeted about it a while back. Um, it's not <laughs> nice. fully completed, but just to try to play around with the, des- the designs and things like that, just to see what I can make. Um, I love making Mario Maker stages. I made a butt ton of those. So, <laughs> there's a little bit of like I'm just all over the place, right. but I, I very much, I very much have a passion and very much want to work in that arena, um, whatever form that may take. West Virginia is not friendly to that. Um, there is nothing, absolutely nothing here. Um, <laughs> yeah, but remote work, right? Remote work yeah, is remote. becoming is becoming such a key element nowadays, right? I was I saw I've seen posts not too long ago of like, hey, we're looking for community managers and PR people, and you can be remote, right? Uh, our good friends actually over Pop Agenda are hiring a PR uh, individual in the remote as well. So uh, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'll say this. Uh, this again, not that our voice means a lot, Josh, uh, but uh, video game. Uh, uh, folks out in the industry here, like that you're listening to our podcast, you should you should hit up Josh. Hit him in the DMs, all right? Send him a message, chat with him, because he could be your community manager. He could do this job for you. You're looking community managers are hard, right? So so help him out a bit, all right? He's got some passion. He's obviously got a passport, right? He sold that to you already. Yeah, right. Help this fella out, all right? Let's get him out of the government yeah. IT job and let's get him an actual video game job. All right. So if you're a developer, a publisher, a video game. Uh, entrepreneur and you can hear the sound of my voice get him up <laughs> i've worked it for years with you know taking phone calls my first job was burger king i've gotten yelled at a lot i can handle it you know yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is your sales pitch right now josh <laughs> uh, you know, nintendo sometimes listens to our podcast now is the time that yep. you need to be pitching all right bowser well, listens all the time what are you talking all about? the time <laughs> so, sounds very, he will not yield scary. yeah yes <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, at Whopper seven four four games. By the way, on Twitter, yeah. so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well, we know you've been playing Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. What other games yeah. you've been playing besides that, or are you just focusing on this, trying to beat this game? Since that came out, or since I got it a little bit early, I um, I've really been focusing hard on that, like trying to hundred percent it. And I've been super busy with other stuff on and off. Uh, you know, having one kid alone I don't, I don't know how i'd make it with more than one i don't know how people do <laughs> but uh basically that's that's mostly what i've been playing right now um before that just sort of out of hype i was playing rayman legends again just for kicks and giggles um and splatoon 3 on and off a, a good bit with my wife mostly or just on my own or you know, whoever um so yeah it's mostly mostly always on the switch 
How old is your daughter again? She is eight. She is eight. Does she play games at all? Um, on and off. I think. Um, I think sometimes, like with Sparks of Hope and, and things like that, that's a little bit. I don't. I don't know if she's quite ready to grasp on all of that. She's very smart, but at the same time, I don't know if she just her attention span. You know, she's yeah. kind of just like, okay, I like watching it. It's it's very cool, but yeah. Man. And if, um, I'm not that far into Sparks yet, but if it's anything like Kingdom Battle. Once you get to around that halfway point, it gets. Yeah. I expect it to get a lot more cerebral. <laughs> yeah, th- there is there is some very good like accessibility options in this one, and there's easy and all that sort of thing. But no, she uh, she does have her own Switch Lite, and she loves playing like Animal Crossing and things like that on it. Uh, yes. One one of my favorite memories so far with her, as she's gotten a little old enough to, to handle games a little better, is Kirby and the Forgotten Land this year. Yes, um, as we we a hundred percent of that game almost like entirely together. Um, Fantastic, Kirby, and I was Waddle D and all of that, and we just had a great time with that game. Fantastic. Um, See, there is a difference there because, like you said, your daughter's eight. I tried playing that game with my fourteen-year-old son, and he no. He wanted to go back <laughs> to Doom. <laughs> Doom's great. Doom's great. <laughs> Granted, I never really grew up very well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Right. All right. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's awesome. So that's understandable too, because just like we joke about around here is there's some of us that concentrate on that one game and maybe a few other games that, you know, you might play to take a break from that one game, or there's some of us that have our hands in a bunch of different games. So (laughs) all at one time. So totally understandable. So, but very cool. All right. Any other questions from anybody else here on the panel? (laughs) <laughs> I think there's one other question that was in our in our docket, which was what other Nintendo properties would you like to see crossed into the Rabbids universe? I will say this completely from from just my from no knowledge or anything else. I would very much one, I would like to see more Donkey Kong. That's kind of already been done, but I love that series. And there's the whole country, well, not just country, but like, you know. All the other Kongs and things like that would be really cool. I think it would be pretty easy to mix them in after they've done Mario. Rabbit uh, steel girder. I, yeah, I mean, that, that would be cool too. No, I, I think one that would be a little bit different from that, though, that I think would, would still fit and would still sort of have that, that big name on it would honestly just would be Zelda. Um, even though the I, I like the tune style, it's... I personally kind of prefer the more Ocarina or Twilight Princess kind of style myself. I do think like that Toon Link sort of world would fit really well with it personally. Um, I think that way they can still make it a little silly, but still have a little bit of level of Zelda to it. I I think some of those interactions would be really fun. And I think they could take some Zelda-y elements um, into into that, like the dungeons and, and things like that. And the exploration, I think they could adjust enough to sort of make it feel like a neat blend of the two. Love it. I would play it. I would play it for sure. <laughs> I also would play if they like, say they go hog wild on the third one, Mario and Rabbids, And it's like, those portal, I guess there's a portal, I guess Mario comes through or that the rabbits come through. Right. So then just bring in all the other IPs in just not Rabbids only Zelda, brothers. 
but just be bringing the uh, other Nintendo yeah. properties in, you know. <laughs> All so. eighty characters of Smash are just rabbits, rabbit versions of everyone. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have to make a, a they have to make a Kirby alt for every character. So now you got a rabbit alt for every character. There you go. Of course, of course, the dream is rabbits and Banjo and Kazooie for me. But yeah, that would be cool. That's 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 quite unrealistic. But yeah. Hey, we can we cannot say never anymore. Cause we, you know, there's, we thought, you know, lots of things wouldn't happen and all of a sudden here they are happening. I mean, let's, yeah. when we, we can look at, you know, Sega and Nintendo working together. That's one yeah, big thing we, we have, never thought. We finally have persona yeah. games on the switch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it's crazy. The video game world it is. So, mm-hmm. all right, Josh, w- tell us where people can find you. The best place to find me for the sort of like constant gaming post and stuff is on Twitter, honestly, <laughs> at Whopper744Games. Um, of course, I am also in a number of other places like Instagram, Facebook, um, and Discord. Um, that one's just at Whopper744. Feel free to add me on there as well. Um, you can join the Mar and Rabbids Discord on there as well. There's always conversations, and uh, we even have guides up and things like that now. We're having a contest soon for, for an art book. Um, so, you know, look into that if you feel like it. Fantastic. And Nintendo Nostalgia. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because you just recorded that for a, a return episode, basically. Yeah. That's awesome. Can't wait to hear it. All right. But before we go, let's talk about not what we've been playing. But what we plan on playing on the plane. So, Jesse, you got a bumper for that? I do. There it is. <laughs> so this is your first I wasn't sure if we were going to hit that segment, so I had prepared the volume for end <laughs> credits. So, All right. Well, <laughs> I have we can we can get through this, Josh. Although you're not going to New York with us, and I know you want to, we'd love it if you could. What did you play when you flew to Paris and back home again? And even Germany, if you can remember that far back. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess I'll, I'll do it in order. I tried to sort of give myself a, a game for the plane. Like I was like, I'm going to buy myself a little indie game or something, you know, not spend an exuberant amount, maybe 15 bucks or something. So I remember on the way there, and this is a little bit still out of that, um, that hype that like Ubisoft was sending me somewhere. So I was just looking up stuff they've worked on uh, or at least connected to. And I got child of light on the way to Germany, um, which was very good. Again, that's sort of outside of my realm usually of like games I go for all the time. Sometimes I'll go for those, but I thought that game was, was, was beautiful in a lot of ways. Uh, The story to it. I really enjoyed um, the ending. Like I I feel like I've mentioned crying twice now. I I sort of teared up. I remember at the end, like the credit song, like I can barely, uh, it's pretty, I've got it on a playlist, but then I almost skip it every time because I'm like, I don't want to be sad right now. So (laughs) yeah, it was was a great, great little game. I I would recommend going and checking that out if you have time. Um, But on the way to Germany, um, I was just sort of like throwing, tossing up a bunch of ideas and somehow I landed on, I think it's because it was on sale. I landed on Later Alligator, I think is the name of it. Like it's a, uh, oh yeah. Uh, what what do you call it? Almost like a point and click kind of deal. Um, I've heard of but that. It, it's, yeah, and it's like a little mystery you go through and you figure out why this is happening. And it, it's silly. It's but you just go through and you you have, might have to ask char- different character questions or do little puzzles and things like that. It, it was really good for like the plane because it, it wasn't super long or anything like that. Um, 
So it, it was pretty easy to get through, but it, it was fun. I liked it. It was nice. worth the like seven bucks or something I put into it easily. Nice. So that was your Paris one? Yeah, that was, well, gotcha. <laughs> I forgot about this. So not to go off too much on something stupid here. I posted no, a good. picture of it a while back too, but I brought a, I brought my Game Boy Color right to Paris and all that with my camera. Right. I brought Rugrats in Paris on Game Boy Color as well. <laughs> and I got a picture of it with the Eiffel Tower. Like I was like, I brought Rugrats in Paris to Paris. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. <laughs> I played a little bit of that. It's not the best game on Game Boy Color. Right. It was just funny to bring it along. That's fantastic. All right, Justin, what are you going to play on the plane to New York? And if you got a game on the way back, what are you playing? I'm going to be honest, the way to New York, I'm probably going to sleep. My flight's at <laughs> 6 a.m. and I got to be up by 3.30. So I'm probably going to sleep to Toronto. Okay. So my Montreal to uh, New York flight, which I think is like 90 minutes or an hour maybe. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, not just because we're talking about it now, probably Mario and Rabbids. Like I, I like I like games that I don't need to feel like too intensely like, you know, like you're, you're clicking and you're oh, my gosh, yeah. right? Like none of that because like people are sitting around you. Right. Uh, so I like to play some kind of calm and relaxing. So probably Mario and Rabbids, um, maybe Tunic. I don't know. Still working my way through some of that. But I, I think like Mario and Rabbids is it's my cartridge. Like I always, I always like to have something in the, in the cartridge. Yeah. Uh, because the moment you go into Wi-Fi, because of the way my switch works, because I have three of them, has to validate. And it's like, oh, you can't play because you're not in Wi-Fi. Right. Mm-hmm. So I either have to like do one of those games. I have to go in the airport first, like connect to my like personal hotspot start it to validate the check and then i have to put it into sleep and go in so it'll probably be a cartridge game and then you can't play anything else yeah i know right <laughs> and then i'm like i'm fully committed to this um right. but I, yeah probably that that's a good one jesse what you got all right so i have a few games lined up i think so you know the uh, mario and rabbit sparks of hope def- i am not far in that game so there's plenty of t- time i can work into that i i bought persona 5 royal haven't started it yet uh, another game that uh, i i recently put, have picked up for the uh, 3ds is the mario and luigi bowser's inside story so uh-huh. i think any one of those three or a combination of those three will be my airport airplane games on both trips <laughs> nice and I actually bro- broke out because this year I finally beat after Josh, if you, have, if you don't know, I finally beat Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild after five years of playing it. <laughs> wow. Played a um, long game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I and in having a little bit of break from that, I'm bringing Age of Calamity with me and that's my cartridge game. And um, I'm going to be playing that on the plane. And seeing if I can play that, uh, and now I'll understand it a little bit better since I beat the Breath of the Wild game. <laughs> so that's one I'll have on there. And then I also have, um, actually, no, that one is not my cartridge game. Um, I need to figure out what my cartridge game is going to be, but I did. I am going to bring my case, which will have games in it, so I'll have plenty of options there. I won't go. I won't go through all of them, but <laughs> who knows what I'll end up playing? Everything I have is digital, but I only have one Switch, and it's my primary, so it doesn't matter. All right. 
Yeah. Is it a long flight for you all? Uh, for Justin, probably the longest flight for him. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my morning. My morning will start at at three thirty a.m. Um, yeah. Yeah. Been there. So that's that's Mountain Standard. So that's gonna be five thirty. Uh, Eastern. Yeah. He has standard. two time zones to cross. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be give or take when it's all said and done. My my travel day will be pretty close to twelve hours. My mountain to Germany and, and to Paris is about the same. It was like down to Atlanta from West Virginia. Yeah. And then it was up and over this way, like 11 hour, whatever it was. So, it, and then it's yeah, five but, hours difference. Yeah. Yeah, I, lived, I, I lived in Ireland when I went uh, to Germany. So I think it was actually in the same time zone as well. And it was like an hour and or two hour flight from Dublin. So it was like super easy. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think mine's a three hour flight from, uh, That's know, not bad. We, from wheels up to wheels down. That's not bad. And on the way back, I'll probably be sleeping after all the yeah. fun we're going to be having over those yeah, days. Right. I'll probably be knocked out if I'm lucky. Or I'll, who knows? <laughs> maybe I'll just be all hopped up. But who knows? I don't know. But I'm getting on the plane early on that Monday morning. So yeah, I'll I have an early tired. flight. Like, like I'm, I think I'm wheels up at six thirty. Yeah. Nice. So. Can I, right. can, I ask, can I ask Josh a question before we leave? And maybe yeah, go we'll ahead. Put a spoiler tag on this. Spoiler Josh, tag. I'm three hours into this game. Yeah. All right. You know the you know the you know the the challenge where you find the architect or the uh, the archaeologist and there's the four statues, okay. right? Yeah. Four statues. What is the order of the four statues? How do they have to? Oh, that was easy. I brute forced that. My brain is not working. I, I I went to it like three times. I'm like, I'm not dealing with you right now. <laughs> um i'm trying to picture it in my head um there is there is there is the king the kid the star and then the like yeah brother you put the uh it's hard to tell you without showing you but like there's the four where, where the the big dude is the king dude yep. i know i'm saying his name wrong mm -hmm. he's got the pin so you you face him towards the the bigger son you know you face him looking directly at him and the sun is looking back at him, like, you know, mm -hmm. face to face. Mm -hmm. Then over here, Augie with his little, you know, knapsack thing yeah. is walking towards the sun and the sun okay. is facing him. Okay. As, as from what I remember. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, what I, 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 gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go now. I gotta go do some stuff. That's not related to what he just <laughs> said at all. Talk to I set it up the way that, I, it made sense to me, and then finally I decided I'm just going to start brute forcing this thing. So I rotated the sun until, and it, that was the only thing I needed to touch, and it, and it clicked. Both sides are looking face to face at each other. At, each, at each other. Okay. Basically. Right. Love it. Thank you. Also, can I ask you one other question? What do you think of the voice work? <laughs> so yeah, that was. Uh, I'm trying to figure out when I knew about that. I did. I. I can't remember if they revealed that before paris or not um I, it it was very i guess jarring at first but i think it has been for everybody mm -hmm. and I, I feel like a lot of people sort of like not real big on it but i think once you get used to it it's it's really it's really not that bad and actually i'm so used to it now it doesn't really seem weird like i, I kind of like a lot of it um i particularly really like rabid mario's voice um whoever did that and some of the goofy stuff he says um i think it really adds to the character on him um, 
really none oh, of them. you're not talking about the mario movie you're talking about something you're talking about the game <laughs> no. <laughs> no 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 this is rabid mario yes okay yeah sorry just the, the way you were wording that sounded very familiar no <laughs> <laughs> no they um that they actually they give a reason for it too in the memories i remember finding that in paris like if you look through the little memory section it does tell you about like a uh, translator thing so it's not just like they just suddenly evolved over the last game or whatever necessarily so they, they, they at least do give you a reason behind it um i guess the only funny part about it is where they're speaking full sentences and you still have mario and crew there not right. know, just doing their normal thing so and they're the humans yeah you know, sort of but whatever <laughs> <laughs> that's that is funny that's a good point all right. Well, Josh, thanks for coming to the show and giving us all of that knowledge of uh, Mario and Rabbids in your head. That was pretty awesome. And, and your experiences and sharing it with our audience, our audience. And again, hopefully everybody goes and checks out Nintendo Nostalgia, where I'm sure you'll talk about Mario and Rabbids and every now and then, I'm sure. Uh, or go check you out over at your uh, Discord uh, to get more information for sure. So thanks yeah. again for stopping by. No problem. It's great being here. Thank you all for inviting me. Absolutely. With that, we're going to close out the show as we usually do and say thanks to our over 6,400 subscribers uh, at YouTube and at Twitch. Thanks for our 1,382 followers and our 16 Twitch subscribers. Don't forget, if you're a Twitch subscriber, you can get into our Discord community. So reach out to me if you haven't been, um, if you don't know how or you are trying to get in um my name is neo prime 33 you can look for me there and zero or neo prime 33 number sign 0033 in discord if you want to connect with me there and we can get you into the nintendo dad's discord community uh check out our merch store via nintendodads.org slash merch where you can get our newest merchandise with the four episode 400 t-shirt which we'll be celebrating next week isn't that crazy, guys? <laughs> Huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Solo Something, and RJ Kern. Thank you, as always. And thanks to all of our Patreon producers, or all of our Patreons. Um, check out our website again, nintendodads.org, for all of our YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes, links to all our social medias, our Patreon page, our link to our Extra Life, if you want to join us or donate to us, and the Nintendo Dads shop for Nintendo Dads merch. Also, you can just look up Nintendo Dads at any and most, I should say, of the social medias. Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, all of those places. Not yet TikTok, so don't ask. <laughs> Email <laughs> us at nintendodads at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS or 929-256-3237. Again, that's to leave a voicemail. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show download our podcast at any of your favorite podcast apps and if they have a way to review please give us a review especially like if you're an apple give us a five-star review anything less we always say pass those over to the mega dads they always accept <laughs> all that stuff so for me for justin for jesse for a hopefully not so mad anymore marty and joshua thanks again for stopping by this is the Nintendo Dads closing out episode 399. Have a good one. Bye bye. See ya.
Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. Nintendo Dads Podcast.